Welcome to Bottom Line's Conversations with the Experts. I'm Sarah Heiner, President of Bottom Line Inc., the number one provider of expert-sourced, expert-vetted, expert advice that empowers your life. I'm thrilled today to be talking to Dr. Michael Mary, a naturopathic physician and one of the world's leading authorities on natural medicine. He spent the past 30 years collecting scientific study results that demonstrate the effectiveness of diet, vitamins, minerals, herbs, and other natural measures in the maintenance of health and the treatment of disease. Dr. Mary has published over 30 books, including being co-author of one of Bottom Line's newest books, Bottom Line's Encyclopedia of Healing Foods, which is available at bottomlinestore.com. You can learn more about all of Dr. Murray's healing activities at drmurray.com. So welcome, Michael. It's so great to talk to you. I'm excited. This is a this is a great opportunity. Thank you. Well, and I think that I mean the book is 700 pages long, so we could huh. we could do you know hours and hours and hours on the book. But um, some of the key things that you and I talked about was was food's relationship to skin, mood. You know, there's some specific things that food really is prominent in people's lives. So let's talk first about food and diet and skin health. Um, because you know, we all, women in particular, we put lotions and potions and all sorts of goo on our face. But the fact is that you know, from, from you and I talked, it's not about what goes on the face, it's what is going into your body that is really what's creating healthy skin. Yes, absolutely. Uh, beauty uh, is derived from within. And you know, Hippocrates probably said it best, he said, all health begins in the gut. And it doesn't really matter what body system we're talking about. If we're talking about brain health, liver health, uh, heart health, uh, the gut plays a, a big role and our diet plays a huge role. And uh, that's certainly true when we look at uh, skin health. And uh, I'm excited uh, that we're, we're kicking this off uh, with this topic. Yeah, well, you know, I was reading your other book, The Magic of Food. And there was a quote in there about acne, and we'll talk about acne a little bit in a little bit later in this conversation. But this, the, you had a, st a statistic in there that said that the Western people on Western diet, there's about 79 to 95 percent of people that get acne when they eat the way we do in the West. Whereas what I'll call more primitive traditional diets, traditional diets, and cleaner diets, there's virtually no acne. And that, to me, yeah, that, is such a yeah. great demonstration of it because people just don't think about, you know, food is food and your skin is this dislocated thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there, there's so many great examples of, of uh, disorders of the skin that really owe their origin uh, to diet and gut health. And acne is, is certainly one of those. Eczema as well, if it's not due to a contact dermatitis. Uh, food allergies and food sensitivities can play a role, and even something like psoriasis. We 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 look at psoriasis, and it's it's treated primarily by lathering on corticosteroids or other treat uh, topical treatments. But if you look at the pathophysiology, the disease process of psoriasis, it really is a gut disorder. It's it's characterized by certain uh, things that are going on in the digestive system and. Uh, I, that's really one of the, the the key links for me early on in my education that made me realize just how important it is to focus on uh, digestion and uh, gut health uh, when we're trying to improve the health of the skin. Yeah, so uh, and as you said, if you look at uh, countries or populations that consume what we all would consider a very healthful diet, uh, they have healthy skin. On the flip side, uh, there are uh, factors in the 
traditional or conventional or standard American diet, or SAD, as it's uh, often abbreviated, that For really promote uh, uh, acne. Uh, too much sugar, uh, too much dairy, uh, too much of the wrong types of fats all can lead to uh, uh, acne formation. All right, so let's, let me back up to the, we'll start high level, because I do want to talk a little bit again about acne later, about eczema and about psoriasis. But let's go just high level. So besides things like greasy fruit, chocolate, sugar, you know, everyone knows that there's nothing good about those in terms of our entire diet. What else? So high level, where are we going wrong? Like, yeah, well, uh, diabetes comes into play here because uh, uh, acne in particular is referred to as uh, diabetes of the skin. And, and that may sound kind of kind of kind of strange but uh, what we know is that uh, sugar is really a, a detrimental food anything high in sugar anything that has a high glycemic index is really uh, it's really a, a big stimulus in the formation of acne so uh, too much sugar I think is is probably the uh, the, the, the the biggest culprit as to why we see uh, acne associated with the Western diet. So let me ask you this. So we know no one thinks that sugar is a health food or hamburgers or pizza or french fries, so greasy foods, yet that's so inherent in the American diet. What else are we doing wrong in general from the structure of the American diet that we are destroying our skin from the inside out and then hoping that $100 on face cream is going to fix that problem? Yeah, it's it's not only uh, what we're eating; it's also what we're not eating. So it's easy to to uh, kind of point the finger at too much sugar, getting the wrong types of fat. But there are a lot of factors in foods that are very important for uh, the health of the skin. Uh, uh, our our body, our skin, requires uh, certain building blocks and certain factors in order to uh, produce healthy cells and if we don't provide those factors then we're not going to have healthy cells and if we don't have healthy cells we're not going to have healthy tissue uh, wherever that tissue resides whether it's the skin or, or the hair or uh, the lining of our blood vessels or our heart or other organs we need to really focus on giving our cells our individual cells the key nutrients that they need to, to thrive. And unfortunately, uh, we're not doing that uh, very well as a population. And I think that's the key factor that people need to keep in mind, that it is about nutrition and nutrients. It's like putting, you know, if, if I put apple juice in my car, it's not the fuel that can make my car go. So they need to think about the, the nutrients we're putting into our body that create the fuel so that our skin, we can create new cells in our skin, we can create new cells, our heart can pump, all those different pieces. So what is, what are the nutrients that we need to be certain that they're getting to have healthy skin? All the essential nutrients for sure. Uh, one of the reasons why the skin is so sensitive to nutritional status is that uh, our, our skin is constantly remodeling and turning over. Uh, and it has a very high nutritional demand. So often we see manifestations of nutritional inadequacies show up uh, in the hair, skin, and, and nails. So 
our skin needs all the known essential nutrients. Uh, that includes uh, adequate protein, the right types of fats, uh, make, making sure that we have all the vitamins and minerals that our skin cells need. And then there are a number of factors in, in foods that, uh, although they're not considered essential nutrients, really have profound effects on the health of our skin. I in particular, like plant pigments, uh, carotenes and flavonoids. Our skin cells concentrate these compounds because they're really designed to help protect the skin from within uh, against uh, harmful radiation, uh, you know, this, this, the sun basically, and uh, also uh, to help build a strong barrier to fight infection. So uh, our skin cells are really uh, very skilled at uh, grabbing these uh, specific types of phytochemicals and incorporating them into the membranes and other cellular compartments in order for that cell to function properly. So. Basically, I'm talking about eating a lot of richly colored fruits and vegetables, and we hear this over and over again, but there's good reason for that recommendation. Five servings of uh, vegetables and french fries and potato chips don't count as vegetables. I'm talking about uh, particularly low glycemic vegetables, uh, green leafy vegetables. Uh, even the root vegetables that are highly colored are, are quite helpful. So darker colors, uh, so spinach, kale collard greens, carrots, red peppers. Very, very good choices. Uh, uh, and a variety is important as well because uh, these different foods have different types of pigments and, and phytochemicals that, uh, that our skin cells can, can utilize. Uh, olives, olives are, are great uh, for the skin, not only for the pigments but also because of the oil. Uh, minerals are very important for the skin, particularly uh, zinc. So, uh, gee, you know, nuts and seeds are very high in zinc and, and also high in some good oils. So I think nuts and seeds are great for the skin. Avocado, again, not just for the beneficial oils, but also because of the, the, the pigments. These uh, green pigments that are in avocado in particular are very healthful for the for the glow of, of the skin so uh, all, all the things that people generally associate with being healthy foods uh, really come into play in terms of helping to build healthy skin so I, do, I, so I, do I those also colors like Aries uh, the uh, it, uh, flavonoid rich fruits like berries in particular but also citrus are very healthful for the skin because those flavonoids, those those uh, plant pigments, uh, they are very important in stabilizing collagen structures. And typically, as uh, and collagen structure, there's a decline in their collagen content, and that's that's when wrinkles uh, really become much more obvious. Okay, so let's let's summarize all this a little bit so that they need to have colorful colorful vegetables. Do the colorful vegetables provide call it, help build melanin I think that's what the the pigment is in our skin right that protects us from the sun does, so does those colorful vegetables help protect from the sun why do they need the colors well actually the the uh, these these colorful compounds in in vegetables uh, what they serve in the plant is protecting the plant against uh, the uh, damage caused during the process of photosynthesis 
And these compounds like lycopene, lutein, uh, beta carotene, when they get incorporated into uh, the skin cells, they protect against the damaging effects of the sun. So they protect against photoaging. They protect against uh, sun damage. Uh, and, and so it's a little bit different uh, than, than, the, uh, than, than stimulating melanin uh, production, uh, but it's, it's very, very important. Green tea, uh, the flavonoids in green tea have also been shown to protect against uh, photo damage, and, and so has uh, many other uh, plant pigments. So they, they do this via their, their antioxidant activity, and these, these effects are magnified in skin cells. Okay, so colorful diet, healthy fats, nuts that have zinc in them, avocados for healthy fats, omegas, to help build the strong cells. How important is water? <laughs> yeah, a basic uh, need. Uh, I think water is, is uh, very, very important. And uh, one of the things that happens as we age, I mentioned that we're losing collagen. We're also losing other molecules, uh, connective tissue molecules like hyaluronic acid that help hold on to water. Uh, so uh, one of the reasons that uh, we uh, show the effects of age on our skin is that we're losing these you know, valuable uh, connective tissue molecules that hold on to water. And if someone uh, is not getting enough water, uh, they're, they're going to uh, lose those compounds even more. So uh, very important to, to stay well hydrated uh, for, for a lot of reasons uh, for the health of the skin. So if somebody eats well and drinks plenty of water, can we slow down the loss of collagen and the loss of hyaluronic acid and the elasticity and all of that? I think it's a, it's a part of the, the, the picture. It's a piece of the puzzle. But uh, I, I mentioned those uh, special you know, plant pigments called flavonoids that are in berries and green tea and, and many other uh, uh, fruits. Uh, as well as in uh, legumes like uh, red kidney beans. One of the little-known facts out there is that a serving of red kidney beans actually has more antioxidant activity than a serving of blueberries. Uh, wow. So uh, we can get these compounds from a variety of different food sources, uh, and, and I believe that, uh, that these beneficial flavonoids are really critical for not only uh, protecting against... Uh, aging of the skin, but also uh, aging in our vascular system, aging uh, in our brain. Uh, so uh, again, it's, it's, it's making sure we're, we're getting those uh, you know, richly colored uh, fruit uh, on a regular basis. Two servings of fruit, five servings of colorful vegetables. A serving is defined as one half cup cooked or one cup uncooked. And I like to see about 50-50 raw, 50-50 uh, uh, cooked, because uh, I think there are certain molecules that are absorbed better in the raw state and certain uh, beneficial compounds that are absorbed better in a cooked state. Okay, so, and quick question, and then we're going to take a little bit of a break. If I can't eat that much food, or, you know, again, there those that challenge whether or not the quality of our food has diminished because of toxins in the soil, et cetera, can I supplement, and will supplements help preserve me? 
That's a great question. Yeah, supplements are very important, I think. Everybody should be on a high-potency multiple vitamin and mineral formula to make sure we're providing those essential nutrients, those building blocks for, for healthy cells. Everybody should be on a good, uh, high-quality fish oil, get 1,000 milligrams of EPA and DHA. Those are the long-chain omega-3 fatty acids every day. Everybody probably needs extra vitamin D3. And I like everybody taking some sort of plant-based antioxidant, a grapeseed extract, a, a turmeric extract, a pine bark, something that has broad-spectrum antioxidant activity. As far as a specific recommendation for the health of the skin, I like a product called Biosil. Biosil contains a highly bioavailable, easily absorbed form of silica that has been shown to stimulate the cells that produce collagen and they can produce an increase in collagen and it, it has a great effect on uh, improving uh, fine lines and fine wrinkles. It can be very helpful in building strong, healthy hair, skin, and nails. So uh, right. I, I like BioCell. Awesome. Okay. We're going to take a little bit of a break and then we're going to come back and talk about some specific challenges that people have with their skin. talking to leading naturopathic physician, Dr. Michael Murray, about the many ways in which food can heal, sometimes more effectively than medications. Dr. Murray has published over 30 books that show with scientific proof how diet, vitamins, minerals, herbs, and other natural measures impact our health, including his 700-page Encyclopedia of Healing Foods that Bottom Line recently published. Dr. Murray makes a powerful case for the real and big ways that food harm and heal. Not just that pizza and hot wings give you heartburn, but things like how deficiencies in basic nutrients can lead to debilitating conditions, including anxiety, depression, sleep disorders, why they call acne skin diabetes, and how simple dietary changes can bring skin back to healthy, wholesome balance so you look younger and oh so radiant. We've all had our fair share of bad behavior in our past. Dr. Mary has the evidence that shows the damage done by even those horrible eating habits of youth, and I was a poster child for them, can be overcome to help you feel and look better, improve your sleep, feel happy again, reduce your risk of cancer, heart disease, and the other dangers just waiting to shorten your ability to enjoy life. Order Dr. Murray's Encyclopedia of Healing Foods at bottomlinestore.com slash Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y. That's bottomlinestore.com slash Murray. All right, we're back with Dr. Michael Mary, who's the author or the co-author of Bottom Line's new book, the giant book, Encyclopedia of Healing Foods, and we're talking about diet and skin health. And the fact of the matter is that all the goo that you put on your skin is not what's creating healthy skin, and you need to create strong, healthy skin from the inside out. And that means healthy diet, healthy supplements, lots of water. So, Michael, let's talk about some specific challenges that people have and what what the doctor rx is on that can we do that absolutely okay great all right so let's talk about wrinkles because i'm old and i look in the mirror every morning and i go ooh, that's getting a little gross so let's start with wrinkles real you know that's what everybody spends their money on their lotions and potions so what can people do to reduce the wrinkles or delay the wrinkling process yeah, I, I think good nutrition uh, is is really the, the the key goal there as far as prevention, and we, we've we've given uh, some guidelines for that, and uh, that's certainly important for uh, people moving forward. I mentioned as far as supplements go, some basic supplements and uh, the specialty compound Biosil 
uh, for wrinkles. I like the Mediterranean diet as an overall diet strategy. Uh, if we look at uh, people that live in that Mediterranean region that are eating that uh, traditional diet, they have that olive complexion and it looks very healthy and vibrant and it's resistant to wrinkling. And it, it's due to a lot of uh, factors, in, including uh, olive oil and, and olives. I mentioned those, those compounds, flavonoids, several times. Uh, the flavonoids in olives are particularly important in protecting uh, the skin against, uh, against aging. So uh, olive oil uh, is, I think, uh, a key component of an anti-wrinkle strategy. you know, my, a little bit of treats and junk food or whatever, but above all else, never eat fill in the blank because that will make you wrinkle faster than anything. Anything that's going to raise your blood sugar rapidly. Uh, when our blood sugar levels get too high, that uh, sugar starts attaching itself to collagen and other proteins. So it accelerates the aging process. Uh, if I had to fill the blank in with a non-dietary factor, I would say avoid direct uh, sun exposure uh, um, because I've seen, I've had patients uh, that were uh, truck drivers and uh, or people that are in their a car along periods of time and uh, it was really strange because the left side of their face would be uh, severely wrinkled and maybe the right side of the face, not so much. And uh, you know, you can you can Google that on uh, on the internet and see some pretty dramatic examples. But uh, so sun exposure can be can be a very uh, uh, much a big factor for a lot of people in terms yeah. of wrinkle formation. Well, sadly, actually, they've done studies where those people have a higher incidence of cancer, um, yep. skin cancer, on that on the sun exposed side of the body. So, but we're, we're working on the food side to, min, to minimize right. the, the wrinkles. All right. Um, hey, I have a question. If I had bad habits when I'm young and now I'm old, can I offset some of those? Like if I start, like, can, can, can my future overcome my past a little bit? Absolutely. And you're never too old to start uh, leading and living a healthier life. And it's, it's not all about uh, long-term benefits, about immediate benefits. And there's no question that uh, higher quality food leads to higher energy levels and, and, and better health and vibrancy. So yeah, uh, the sooner people can get on the, the health uh, trail, the better. All right, um, how about brittle hair and brittle nails? Yeah, your, your uh, uh, nails are largely composed of protein and minerals. and one of the things that uh, that I found is that many, uh, particularly women, uh, as they age, they all of a sudden they're developing you know brittle hair and brittle nails, and their diets haven't changed that much. But I think what's changed is their ability to digest and assimilate protein and minerals. Uh, we need hydrochloric acid and digestive enzymes to accomplish that goal, and. Uh, many people, as they age, they reduce their secretion of hydrochloric acid by the stomach, and that's really important not only for breaking down protein, but also ionizing minerals. So uh, weak, brittle, and cracked nails may indicate 
lack of hydrochloric acid. Uh, so we can try things like apple cider vinegar with meals or take a betaine HCL product. Just a digestive uh, enzyme. That, yeah, uh, betaine HCL. It usually has pepsin in it, which is a digestive enzyme. I had a lot of, uh, uh, of my uh, uh, elderly female patients fall in love with me because I... Uh, they said, Dr. Murray, if, if you could just uh, help me with my nails, I'll, I'll love you forever. And uh, lo and behold, uh, uh, I was able to do that. Uh, our nails, again, uh, they really reflect nutritional status. They're basically, uh, uh, they're very similar to skin cells. And uh, we all know that they, they should be growing very fast. So there, there's a high need for nutrients there. And those nutrients that are really important for healthy nails are virtually all the minerals and uh, adequate amounts of protein. So yeah, again, we're looking at high, high mineral content foods, green leafy vegetables, uh, and nuts and seeds. Those are great sources of, of minerals. And again, and I just want to make this point so clear because it's I spend a lot of time in, you know, in this world talking about digestion, but people don't connect the dots. So I just want to reiterate what you're saying, that if you don't digest your food adequately, then you don't get the nutrients and your hair and your nails is what's reflecting that you're not getting your nutrients. And as we age, or frankly, the people that are taking acid suppressing medications, the, the Prilosex and the Nexiums and all of those, or even just Tums on a regular basis, are, are inhibiting their ability to absorb their nutrients and it's being reflected in their hair and nails. And I just think that's so important for people to understand. Yeah, that was really well said. Thank you. <laughs> but it's as though I'm a pro at it. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know what? It's, it's really something that uh, people need to hear. And then when they hear it, they're going, of course. Yeah, if I'm taking a drug that's blocking my ability to digest my food, I'm gonna, it's going to show uh, in my hair, skin, and nails for sure. Yeah, but I think that people forget you know, what goes in and goes out. And that's all that they keep, kind of keep track of. And they forget that in between are yeah. these things called nutrients that actually do something in our bodies. Um, all right, so let's talk real quickly before we're done. We're running out of time, I don't wanna go on too long, about psoriasis and eczema, because those are two skin conditions that can become quite debilitating, quite embarrassing for people. And again, they've shown great dietary connection, and they're not the same, so they're not interchangeable. So let's first talk about eczema, which is primarily a skin allergy, is that correct? Correct, and it, the allergy can be due to something you, your skin comes in contact with, or what we normally see, especially in infants, is that it's due to a, a, a food allergy. Uh, there's something that the body's reacting to and is causing an allergic reaction that, that manifests on the skin. Uh, so uh, common food allergens that have been linked to eczema, all the common foods, uh, milk, wheat, citrus, peanuts, soy, uh, eggs those are the the main the main allergens and so simple uh, allergy elimination diet where you eliminate those major allergens is really a good first step to to determine whether or not uh, uh, the eczema is due to uh, a food allergy and is it best for somebody to remove all of those and then bring them back in one at a time or should they eliminate one at a time they should eliminate all of them at once and then see if there's an improvement. If there's no improvement, then it may not be to a food allergy or it may be due to another uh, food that they're currently eating. So uh, that's why it's good to follow what's called an allergy elimination diet where you're eating 
kind of a, a very uh, restricted diet for 10 days. Uh, and uh, you know, for example, maybe you're, maybe it's rice, lamb, and pears. Those are those are generally uh, uh, low allergen foods. So you do that for for 10 days, and and if your if your signs improve, if your skin uh, clears, then there's something in your diet that is triggering it, and you can start adding food back into your diet. Typically, we recommend one food every three or four days, and then you then you know that that food is safe, because if a person is allergic to a particular food, uh, then it will show. Uh, pretty rapidly in, in the skin. Got it. Okay. And how about let's talk about psoriasis real quickly because that is different than eczema in terms it of it's, its, its core function and where that comes from. Yeah. What, what we know about uh, psoriasis is that it's, it's closely linked to what's called the leaky gut uh, where the uh, barrier uh, in the intestinal tract is compromised and people start absorbing various toxins that then circulate in the blood. Uh, psoriasis is characterized by uh, the skin cells piling up on one another. And the, the cellular replication rate uh, in psoriasis is about 80,000 times higher than normal. So the cells are replicating out of control. There's inflammation. The cells pile up on each other. What is stimulating that excessive growth are various gut-derived toxins. I said earlier that psoriasis is really a gut disease. So these toxins are circulating in the blood, and they get lodged in areas where there have been trauma to the skin. So that's why we see uh, psoriasis show up on the elbows, the knees, the buttocks, uh, the scalp areas where there's been some minor trauma to that skin to uh, cause some damage to the small blood vessels. The toxins get stuck there. They start stimulating the cells to replicate. The cells pile up and become inflamed, and you have psoriasis. So the so, key is to Im improve digestion, and there's a lot that we can do with, with supplementation. And there are certain foods that are really problematic for people with psoriasis, the key one being alcohol. Uh, alcohol is a, a known exacerbator, a substance that makes uh, a condition worse for psoriasis. That's because the alcohol uh, further increases that permeability of the gut membrane, increasing the leakiness and the absorption of all these toxic compounds. And, and basically, just to give people a visual on this, their whole gut is inflamed. It's like you've got some hot rash on your on your skin. Like that, that it's just this raw rawness inside that's allowing toxins um, and and goo from inside your intestines to seep through the intestines and into the rest of your body, which then thinks that it's poison. Yep. Right. And attacking. Yep. Basically, our body's attacking ourselves when we have psoriasis or you have leaky gut. Yeah, and I think I'm. I think I might need to hire you as my personal translator. You do a really good job. <laughs> yeah, if you want something simplified, talk to me. Um, <laughs> so now I forgot where we were. So we're talking about um, how they can heal their gut, and then the, oh, so the foods that they should not. Alcohol was the worst that they sh they can do. Um, what can they? What should they do to heal it real quick? Well. Uh, the right types of oils are really important, and uh, uh, studies have shown, uh, you know, focusing on, on primarily a vegetarian diet 
with the exception of cold water fish, can be quite helpful in these uh, inflammatory conditions like psoriasis. Yeah, and I think it's important for also people to understand, I'm a big fan of naturopathic physicians, and if they don't know about it, the, the whole philosophy on naturopathy versus Western medicine, where they're getting drugs, and what, what, if they're getting drugs for the psoriasis, it might fix an, uh, an outbreak, but it's not fixing the problem. And working with a naturopathic physician that can help you heal your body from the inside out, like Michael's describing, is just so important. Um, yeah, so I, th I think it's important to always try and treat the underlying cause. Uh, we, we all uh, want things fixed as fast as possible sometimes, and the problem with that in medicine is that many of these quick fixes create other problems, and uh, that's not <laughs> very rational for long-term health. Exactly. All right. Dr. Michael Mary, we could go on for hours, but I'm going to stop it here. Thank you so much for talking to us about diet and the health of your skin. And we can people can buy your book, Bottom Lines Encyclopedia of Healing Foods, at our website, bottomlinestore.com. Learn more about you at drmurray.com. Thanks so much, Michael. Thank you.